Apparently, they can just bring a computer now. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. I'm incredibly techie. You could tell, right? Yeah, my, um, my wife calls in like every device in the house starts ringing. It's maddening. <laughs> One of those just happened. Exactly right. Thank you, uh, FaceTime. Um, oh, I can't even remember where we were. Uh, uh, we were sucking at stuff. That's where we were. Oh, yeah, we're, exactly. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome to episode 26 of the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore. Now, usually I would go into a few things like what's happening in the Shameless Social Proof segment, but this week's episode is gold. It's a masterclass from beginning to end. It's a little bit longer than the normal episodes, but I didn't want to edit anything out. I don't want you to miss any of the value in this one. So we're going to jump straight into it. This week's episode is a webinar masterclass with Taki Moore from Coach Marketing Machine. We're going to talk about how you get people to sign up, show up, pay up, and how you follow up using marketing automation whenever you're running a webinar. So let's jump straight into the great content with Taki Moore. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show Taki Moore. Taki, welcome. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. What, a, what an honor. Can't wait to talk about automation and uh, all that good stuff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited about having you on the, on the show because one thing you said to me or I heard uh, at an event, one of your coaching seminars uh, was, it always sticks with me, is framework before work. So if you're going to do 100%. Anything, yeah, if you're going to do anything, uh, make sure you've got a framework for it and you are the killer king of frameworks. So um, I thought we could talk about today a little bit about Frameworks for rubbing, running, rubbing, frameworks for running webinars, um, and how you can set yourself up with a nice uh, webinar funnel, give yourself the best uh, chance of success, the listeners out there, the best chance of success when they go to run a webinar. Sound good? Yeah, I think that sounds great. Cool. So maybe we start out, uh, what kind of elements do you need to include in a webinar funnel? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the... We can talk about you know the specific uh, pages and stuff like that in a second, but if you, know, if you just break down a a good webinar funnel into four steps, it's, it's really straightforward. Very, you know, very um, it's kind of applied common sense. Uh, there are four separate little campaigns that we're going to run. Uh, we're going to need a, a sign up campaign, uh, which is you know how do we get people to register? So it basically, goes sign up, show up, pay up, follow up, right? Beautiful. So sign up is how do we get how do we get people to register? Show up is once somebody's registered, what can we do to, number one, increase the likelihood that they show up, but number two, increase the likelihood that they show up uh, predisposed, you know, pre-screened, pre-filtered, et cetera, to kind of sign up and give you money, cool. moving them from, uh, you know, never heard of you to, wow, this looks amazing. So there's sign up, show up, which is, you know, around attendance and positioning. There's uh, pay up, which is, you know, all of the kind of the, the, the structure of the webinar itself, which happy to go to if you want to. It's not not automation per se, but it's a, another great, you know, really handy framework. And then there's follow up afterwards, which is, you know, what do we do after the webinar to make sure that we kind of maximize our sales and uh, you know answer people's objections, etc. Brilliant, brilliant. All right, so why don't we? Um, I don't know. Let's just dive in, shall we? So what what goes into that okay. sign up sequence? Well, it's really straightforward. Hey, uh, the first thing we need is we you know we need a a great title and a topic. <laughs> So we're going to run a webinar. We obviously want to do something that's you know, it's juicy and attractive to people. Uh, 
We're going to need a landing page, which promotes it. We'll talk about that in a second. And then a way to drive traffic to that landing page. So effectively, that's, uh, you know, that's usually you know, either email or paid traffic to Facebook is one of the two most obvious ones. Yeah? Yep. Cool. So l- let's talk about uh, finding a great title and topic. The easiest way to do that is to figure out what is uh, you know, kind of most pressing, urgent, and uh, emotional uh, for your target market. So the, if we pick a topic, like uh, in your case, marketing automation, uh, we wanna, what we want to do is we want to go deep and kind of, uh, I would call it their secret psychology. In other words, what's, what are the hidden motivations and the, you know, the, the real emotional drivers behind what's making people do what they do around your topic? So the easiest framework I've got for that is something called the four forces. Um, it may well have been something that we talked about. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was something we talked about at that event together. If you just grab a, a blank paper, uh, piece of paper, Barry, yeah. and uh, divide it into four quadrants. So, you know, we've got a, a line down the middle and a line horizontally across the center. Yep. And what we're going to do is we're going to map customer hot buttons. And so this is less about automation but more about strategy. And if we get yeah, the strategy sure. right, the automation kind of works itself. Um, so the horizontal line that goes across the middle, on the left-hand side of that, if you just kind of mark the left-hand end as away, some people are motivated kind of away from pain. Okay. And the right-hand side, let's call that toward. You know, people are motivated towards what they do want, right? Yep. The vertical, uh, up the very top, we're going to write the word immediate. So that's kind of what's going on right now. Yep. Some of the motivations are much more pressing and urgent. And then there are imagined, which are in the future. Right. So if you go uh, away, towards, immediate, and uh, imagine, what that does is it gives us kind of four different places four different hot buttons to press uh, when it comes to both the copy on the landing page but also on the emails or the Facebook message, Facebook ads, yeah? Yep. So let's just break this down a little bit. If you think about um, your most people being motivated away from, so we're going to go heavy on the left-hand side of this, uh, this kind of little model here. Uh, if they're motivated away from immediate, uh, we'd call that frustrations. So what we want to do is we want to have at least – Three big frustrations around a set topic that we can market to, yeah? Cool. Uh, if you think about away from motivations that are a little bit more, you know, a little bit further into the future, we, let's call those fears. If you can hear me scribbling, I'm drawing it as we speak. Uh, me on the right-hand side, yeah, exactly. On the right-hand side, we've got the exact opposite. So instead of a frustration, if something's, you know, right now and, we, and it's a towards, it's a want. And then down the bottom right-hand side, We've got aspiration. This is something that they want to move towards in the future. So it's not, it's not right now, but it's something kind of we aspire to, yeah? Yeah. So, for example, if we were going to run a webinar around marketing automation, you know, your topic, then uh, before we do anything, we need to come up, come up with you know, a topic and a title, uh, some landing page copy and some email copy. And, and this tool here, this kind of framework called the Four Forces, is how I'd do it. So uh, if you want, we could even have a quick play with it now. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So, uh, by the way, um, this is your interview, not mine. I'm really happy to talk about whatever you want. <laughs> no, man. So, I'm, uh, <laughs> soaking it in, brother. Soaking it in. All right. Cool. Okay, that's great. Um, so, let's start with frustrations. If you think about marketing automation, mate, it's like if somebody doesn't have uh, the sorts of work that you do, if they don't have campaigns that are automated using a you know, smart tool, uh, what are the what are kind of two or three big frustrations that they might be feeling? Um, they're frustrated by the tech. They don't understand it. They um, It's taking so – let's let, – yeah. Yeah, let's call that overwhelm. Overwhelm, cool. Yeah, so they're kind of completely overwhelmed. It's taking up heaps of time and they're frustrated by it. Great. What's another frustration? If they don't have market information, what else might be happening in their biz? Um, they're, not, they're not converting enough customers. They're not, they're not following up properly. Um, they're missing out on business. 
Perfect. They're not following up and they're not converting. Great. If there was a third? Um, uh, just too much time. Like, so all this tech just takes way too much time. Not only do I not understand it, but it's killing all my productive time as well. Yeah, perfect. Tangled and no time. Beautiful. So let's say I'm in that situation. We, by the way, we've just kind of ticked off top left box, which is great. So I'm, over, I'm overwhelmed. It's taking way too much time. I'm kind of tangled up in the technology. And as a result, these campaigns aren't working for me and I'm not converting like I, like I want. What's the long-term frustration? Oh, sorry, long-term fear. If all of those things happen, what's the uh, negative consequence at the end of that road? Uh, missing out on business. I can't, I can't take my business to the next level. Like just getting bogged down in, in follow-up in technology instead of being able to, 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 to scale my business to the next level. Great. So I miss out. I'm bogged down and I stay small. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's the hardest work we're going to have to do all, all podcasts now. I promise. <laughs> all right. Cool. Let's everybody <laughs> um, go home. Yeah, let's everyone go home. So here's what happens next. We've got the whole left-hand side. We've got some fears and some frustrations. Now what we're going to do is we're just going to figure out the wants and aspirations. And all we're going to do is we're going to take whatever we wrote on the left and turn it inside out onto the right. So if, if uh, on the left-hand side, one of my frustrations is I feel overwhelmed by all the technology, what do I want instead? I just want it done for me. I just want it handled. Yeah, I want it done. Handled. Perfect. Good. Uh, instead of uh, it taking heaps and heaps of my time, what do I want instead? Uh, more free time to work with my customers. More free time to work with my customers. Perfect. All right. And instead of you know, a funnel that is underperforming and not converting, what do I want? Uh, I guess I want, it's bringing I want me, high conversions. Yeah, high conversions are bringing me qualified leads 24-7. Perfect. Qualified leads 24 times 7. Beautiful. Okay, so that we've done the wants now, uh, aspirations down the bottom. Uh, I'm, I'm going to miss out. The fear was I'll miss out. I'm bogged down and I stay small. Instead of miss out, we, kinda, we cash in. Instead of bogged down, uh, we got momentum. And instead of staying small, I guess we can scale it up, right? Exactly. All right. So cool, man. So here's what we've got. Now we've got all of the fodder, we, you know, the content fodder we need to A, build a, a great landing page, B, write all our email sequences, which we'll talk about kind of the mechanics of in a sec. And uh, C, we've actually got pretty much everything we know in terms of what content should I put in this webinar to make it really convert well. Yep, cool. Cool? Very cool. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a content framework that will give us, you know, what to pour into the automation. Sometimes when we talk automation, we kind of, we're really focused on the, uh, you know, on the mechanic. But if we don't have some copy and some strategy around what to put into the mechanic, then it's, you know, it's a great tool kind of looking for some purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're not adding value, there's really not a whole lot of point. Exactly right. So we've got in our sign-up campaign, it looks like this. We've got uh, a landing page with some copy based on the hot buttons we've just identified. We've got, uh, if it's an email-based campaign, we've got four emails that we're going to send. Uh, a problem email, a promise email, and a proof email, and then finally a little reminder. Um, do you want to talk about dates and schedules and stuff like that, like when to send them? Yeah, let's go. Uh, so problem, promise, proof, and reminder. Yeah, so imagine you're going to send four emails to promote this webinar. Yep. Um, when do we do our webinar? I usually run mine on Thursdays. It's been a, you know, either, when, either Wednesday or Thursday. Let's pick Thursday um, just to keep it nice and simple and consistent. So if you looked at a, like a month to a page calendar and you looked at you know, whatever the third week is, whatever that Thursday is, yep. I'll just look at my calendar right now. In fact, let's just do that. Um, so that gives us uh, the, nine, uh, sorry, the 18th 
for this month. Okay. So the, the 18th would be the webinar. Then we're going to send some, some promo emails, you know, one, two, three, and then a reminder. So if you've got lots of stuff on in your calendar, you know, you're promoting some, you know, lots of different things and you've got heaps of moving parts, then just do a, a really short sequence. Literally, uh, the week of the webinar, we can send it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the reminder on Thursday, run the webinar on Thursday, and everybody wins. Because that's a nice little short campaign that we can do. Yep. And so typically, I do problem email, then a promise email, then a proof email, and then a reminder. If your calendar isn't nearly as jammed, you know, if you've got heaps of room and you, you know, you're not in that frequent contact with your, with your list, then let's stretch out the campaign a little bit longer. And so we'll go the week before the webinar on a Tuesday, we'll go email one. That same week, you know, the week before, we're going to go Thursday, we'll send email two. The Tuesday of, of you know, the week of the webinar, uh, in this case the 16th, we'll send our proof email and then our reminder will go out on the Wednesday, which is the 17th for the web- webinar the next day. Does that make sense? Yep, cool. So you got basically just uh, two different options depending on how much is going on in your world. Yeah, a week and a half or a few days. Or yeah, three or four days, exactly right. So that's kind of you know, our sign-up campaign basics. You know, the obvious, the only other kind of obvious tweak to make to your sign-up campaign is uh, you can do what we've just done, which is uh, create a really great lead magnet, email your whole list about you know, getting this free thing. And when they click the link to get it, you know, your system active campaign or Entreport or Infusionsoft, whatever you use, um, emails it to them. They, but it land, you know, they click the link and it lands them on a thank you page, which is, hey, thanks so much. Uh, uh, I'll email it to you in the next few minutes. It's awesome because of X, Y, Z. Imagining this is a video. Yep. Uh, it's awesome because of X, Y, Z. Uh, meanwhile, while you're here, you might like our, uh, my webinar. And uh, basically half the video is about the cool thing they've just done and half the video is about the webinar that's coming up and a whole bunch of your dudes will go, thanks for the cool free thing and register in for your webinar. Lovely. How are we doing so far? Barry, I don't, yeah, I don't no, know. that's great. This is gold, gold, talking gold. So um, have, you found, have you found that that one of those two, either the kind of the week and a half or, or the four shorter long ones works better or – just yeah, it's actually really interesting. What, here's what I found. Um, the long sequence tends to get more registrations, yeah. but your show-up rate uh, seems to be better when I do the short. So it, it kind of, it, they kind of balance each other out. Yeah, cool. And so literally my, dis- my you know, discussion about which one should I do when really comes down to how much else is already going on in your world. Yeah. And if you're, you know, people tend to be pretty forgiving about uh, event-based promotional emails because they know that, you know, you're sure there's a lot of emails right now, but as soon as the event's done, it's going to die back down and I'm all good. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think you don't want to give them too much time or it just kind of drops out of their short term memory and forget about it. Yeah, especially if you're promoting it on Facebook. So, here's one of the interesting things we found. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, uh, we uh, I thought this is when I first got started, uh, you know, with Facebook ads. It was like, okay, so what works with email is 10 days. Okay, let's do that with Facebook. Complete disaster, heaps of registrations, like show up rate, you know, like through the floor. Oh, crap. And, uh, so now when we're promoting a live webinar on Facebook, we kind of promote it for the 48 hours before the webinar. Yeah. Nobody's really on Facebook kind of there to plan their life, right? They're, yeah. they're there to escape it. Um, and little little tip that's been really handy for us is uh, if you happen to be running an automated webinar and you're driving traffic to it from Facebook, then instead of having like a you know, webinar every Tuesday or every Wednesday or whatever, um, have used a seminar or, or some kind of automated platform, but have the webinar start every 20 minutes. And so I can click on the ad, land on a you know land on a webinar page for the webinar that happens to be starting pretty much right now. I'll stick around and I'll watch the thing live. Cool. And then you you know your show up rate is you know is ninety five percent plus, which is kind of rad. 
And you could even put that behind your lead magnet. So if someone's on your website, it, they download your lead magnet whenever that happens to be. That they land on that thank you page, and then some in the webinar starts twenty minutes later or ten minutes later, or whatever. See, that's what I love about you, Barry. You're always next loving, next loving. That's awesome. When ideas, man, talk. Yeah, you totally are. Straight to the full room with that one. That's great. Straight totally. To the yeah, I'm going to do that right away. That's handy. Um, so that's really nice, right? So if we just go big picture, what are we about? Well, we're about to kind of run a webinar that converts you know, lots of people into you know, buyers or trials of your software or, or whatever your service is. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to break the campaign up into sign up. How do we get them to register? Show up, which we'll talk about next. How do we get them to actually attend? And then uh, what do we do on the webinar? And, and then how do we slice and dice? How do we treat different people differently after the webinar? So um, what do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, talk about show up? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So depending on when people register for the event, uh, you know, for your webinar, you know, if you're doing a short campaign, it might be a couple of days. If you're doing that long campaign, it could be like a week or so. And so uh, what we want to do is we've got an opportunity now to, to make people not just more likely to show up but more likely to it's going to think the way you think and think the way you want them to think. Yeah. So if I just kind of break down a, a, a typical show-up campaign, it looks like a couple of different things. Uh, number one, there's usually a series of email Based reminders. Um, you know, if you're doing a long campaign, maybe it's you know there's something seven days before, five days before, three days before, you know, two days before, the day before, yep. you know, three hours, an hour, and we're starting now. You know, that's a lot of emails depending on when somebody registered. But you know, if every email is kind of interesting, a little bit quirky, some personality, and have some value, then I'm gonna, I'm totally going to read those, and I'm going to forgive the frequency of the email uh, because I know that once the webinar's done, the, the emails will stop too. And you're adding a little nugget of value in each one of those, yeah. It's not just yeah, I, I try to do two things. I try to add some value, which we'll talk about uh, in a mo, uh, but also some personality. Um, I want people to kind of get a sense that I'm just a, I'm just a normal dude. And so one of my favorite emails is the uh, uh, most of my webinars I run at eight a.m. Sydney time. Yep. And so I've got an email that uh, that usually goes out three hours before the webinar, which in my time zone would be five a.m. Oh, I don't know about you, mate, but I'm not at my best at five, and, and often I'm asleep, frankly. Um, what do you like at five? Are you uh, fresh? I am trying to convince the dog that she doesn't really need to go out at five. <laughs> Which is it's actually funny. Just recently I started going to CrossFit, and uh, I'm, on a, I'm in a 5.30 session, so five o'clock, three days a week at least I'm up. But you know, previously I was com- comatose is, is, yeah. is what normal people are doing at five, right? Uh, so this is an email that goes up, it goes out at five a.m. and it's got no value, but it's quite, it's, it's a, it's a, frankly, it's a reminder, but it's got a bit of personality. Yeah. And and it says something like, uh, "Hey Barry, guess what? It worked. Uh, my alarm. Actually, sorry. Uh, it's five o'clock here in Sydney right now. It's it's five o'clock, and I'm still asleep. Uh, because the webinar is important to both of us, I set this little reminder up to kind of to let you know that you know we kick off in in three just under three hours time. Can't wait to see you there. Here's the link. Here's what we're going to cover. Da 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 da. By the way, I've I've got an alarm." set to wake me up uh, in an hour or so. And uh, once I get up and have breakfast, I'll fire, fire out the webinar and see you there soon. So it's just like it's just a friendly, I'm asleep. Cool. Uh, about, a, about two hours later, an hour before the webinar starts, there's another email that says, hey, Barry, guess what? It worked. You know, my alarm woke me up on time. I'm feeling fresh. Uh, I uh, can't wait to start up the webinar with you. Here's the link again. Uh, I'm going to shoot off right now to, my, to Nourish, my local cafe here in Avalon where I live. I'm going to get my favorite smoothie, which means you're in for a great webinar. I can't wait to see you soon. It's like a little bit of personality, no value, but some, some yep. connection. Yeah? Cool. Uh, in terms of what else to do when you show up campaign, well, we've talked about personality in a, in a countdown sequence. How about some, some value, right? So if you have uh, two or three videos, 
uh, you know, short videos which teach people some of the content, um, you know, kind of teases some, teaches great stuff and teases some of the content they're going to show in your webinar. If they like the content, then they're going to be, you know, much more likely to kind of show up live to get the rest. Yeah. So you want, to get, done. you want to get them frothing about what they're going to learn. Yep. Yeah, completely. But it yeah. just can't be a, hey, I just wanted to tell you that the webinar is going to be amazing. You're going to teach something and then tell them, by the way, we're going to go deeper into this on the webinar. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other piece which we've found really handy is to create a, uh, a, curi- uh, a curiosity handout. Imagine like a PDF handout for your webinar that people can kind of fill in the blanks on live yep. that, uh, that shows people how great the webinar is going to be but leaves a whole lot uh, of incomplete open loops. Like, for example, you, you know, your webinar might have a handout which says, you're the number one biggest mistake that almost everybody makes when trying to automate their marketing, uh, and then in brackets, uh, cost them hours, uh, waste a small fortune and fails miserably almost every single time is, and then a blank. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that sort of an idea. Uh, you know, if you think about a reminder sequence, a curiosity handout, and maybe some uh, short content uh, and uh, teaser videos, you're in pretty good shape for your show up. Yeah, I've seen lead pages use that as a um... – they must be doing it to like the people who registered and didn't show up. So if you're one of those people that registered and didn't show up, they say, hey, you know, the webinar was great last night. Replays uh, in 24 hours. Here's the notes from the webinar. And it's exactly that, like <laughs> exactly what you said. You know, the biggest thing you need to think about with the landing page is fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. So but Actually, there's one other thing that we did that was so easy and, uh, you know, it took almost no effort. Uh, for someone like you, it would take kind of even less effort because you're really good at this stuff was uh, sending people a text message reminder uh, half an hour before the webinar started yeah. with a, um, hey, Barry, Taki here, um, about to fire out the webinar, see you on in 30 minutes, check your email for the link. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that increased our show up rate 10% just from a text message, which was kind of pretty awesome. Yeah, nice. So we talked about sign up and show up. Uh, how are we going so far, Barry? Is this kind of helpful-ish? I'm loving it, brother. I'm loving it. I'm sure all okay. the listeners are as well. Okay, well, that's important to me. Uh, thanks, listeners, for loving it. Uh, if you, please send uh, love letters uh, to you know, and uh, thank you notes to Barry and any hate mail, just just kind of write it and burn it. You, we don't need that kind of aggression. That's right. Send the love letters to Taki. You can send the hate mail to me. How's that? <laughs> totally. That sounds like a great deal, brother. Um, so the next campaign is, is payout, which is about the webinar itself. And after that comes follow-up. Uh, I know that this, you know, you can work, this is you know, a marketing automation kind of theme show. Do you want to talk a little bit about the webinar or do you just want to jump straight into the follow-up? How do you want to play this? No, let's talk about the webinar. I know, um, you know, I've seen you talk about it before and I think one of the, one of the things that most people struggle with when they're getting started is, is that transition from, you know, I've got this webinar, I'm providing value to everyone, I'm teaching them stuff, I'm helping them out and then it's that, you know, what they perceive is that switching gears to selling at the end, you know. With, with yeah, and it's awkward for so many people, eh? Yeah, so I know you're great at that, so maybe you could share some of your secrets there. Yeah, totally. That's great. Um, so you're right. I think that you know one of the biggest challenges we have, is particularly, is like anyone who's you know, actually likes people and wants to help, and you know your business isn't just about money, but it's about making a difference. One of the big challenges we've got is is that we typically run webinars which are really high on, um, yeah, you know, we'd perceive them as high value. Uh, you know, certainly high content. And uh, we teach so much stuff that at the end people go, wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm just going to go and implement this for a little while and, uh, you know, it's been great. Goodbye. And so they, uh, they say thanks, but they don't buy anything or sign up for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when I was, uh, I don't know, nine or 
or eight or something like that, I was walking through Darling Harbour holding my dad's hand and uh, we walked past one of those buskers at Darling Harbour who had got this huge crowd of people like cheering and hooting and hollering for him and, and he kind of whipped the, the crowd into a frenzy and he did his kind of final act, you know, like probably juggling a small child in a chainsaw or something like that. And uh, at the end people were cheering and he, I just heard him yell out, don't clap, throw money. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens with a lot of our webinars, right? We, yeah. we get claps but we don't get clients. Ta-da. So uh, let, yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. Um, so let's just talk about the what's really going on on that webinar because um, it's motivated with good reason. Like most people want to deliver a great webinar that really, really helps people. And so I just want to kind of talk to that for a second, and then uh, happy to switch gears and talk about uh, you know how perhaps how better to structure a webinar so that it, it you know the transition is really smooth. Brilliant. But if you, I mean, you're a smart dude. I'm sure it happens to you as well. Uh, you know, somebody, somebody you know, or you know, a friend of a friend, or a family member, or whatever goes. You know, hey, you know, I, I've heard, you know, I've seen some of the good stuff you're doing. I'd really love to to learn more. Could I take you out for coffee and pick your brains, or take you out for lunch and kind of pick your brains a little bit? Yep. And uh, right. by the way, yeah, pick my brains is just such an appealing proposition. Please, you know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> anyway, so uh, you agree, and you know, they take you out for coffee and it's usually lousy or, or lunch and it's not that great or, and you end up paying or whatever but uh let's say you spend an hour with with your friend and you give them you know they're a good dude and you want to help so you just give them you know all, a whole bunch of the knowledge and skill that's in your brain you know you've got years of experience you just go hey you need to do this and then you do that and you, you teach them you sign up and you show up and you pay up and you follow up and you just going kind to of teach them all the stuff and uh, they get their mind blown because you're really good at your stuff and you help them out of stack. And at the end, they go, thank you so much. That was amazing. I'm really grateful for your help. Thank you so much. And then they, they go off and you're walking back to the car and you go, wow, you know, how much value did I just give Bob? Yep. Dropping value bombs left, right, and center. We've all been there, yeah. I think. Yeah, you drop value bombs left, right, and center. And everything's cool. And then you go, well, what do you reckon Bob's really going to do with, with that? Like it, you know, if we're honest about it, probably not very much at all, maybe nothing. Yeah, exactly. And so if Bob doesn't do anything with it, then he's not going to get any results from it. If he's not going to get any results from it, did we really give Bob any value at all? Well, I'd argue that we didn't give Bob value because, you know, we didn't certainly give him any results. We, we gave him content, but that's not enough. Yeah, for sure. So if, you like, go, if, if, if no one's going to implement, you might as well not have the conversation in the first place. So Yeah. yeah. Why don't we just enjoy the coffee and call it coffee? Yeah. Uh, you know, so if we didn't change his life, you know, if he didn't implement anything, then nothing really happened other than an exchange of coffee for content. Um, so here's the thing. If information doesn't change people's lives, and we've just kind of proved that to be the case with our coffee story, then having a webinar that is straight content isn't you know, isn't actually valuable at all. It's just a, a data transfer. It makes you feel important. It makes them feel, you know, excited. But if no transformation happens, then all we've done is pass the information across. So I think about a webinar is really, it's a vehicle to help create a transformation, a change from, you know, I used to do it like this and now I'm going to do it like that. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. Customer. All right. So, sorry, after you. No, I was just going to say, you know, you're there to take them on a journey from A to B, from where they are to where they want to be. So, yeah, exactly right. And if, if all you do is kind of you talk about the journey, but they don't actually take the first step, then, you know, as good as our content was, you know, as good as my content was, I failed. So what we want to do instead is we want to help make the webinar, you know, actually transformational. For that to happen, they've got to make some decisions along the way. And so 
uh, I just want people to kind of rethink the value idea behind a webinar. Uh, It's going to be incredibly high value, but it's going to be a different kind of value. I want to give people the kind of value that that puts them in a position that they're able to make a great decision for themselves and for their future. Yeah, whether it involves me or not, but at the end of a webinar, I want people to do something different. Otherwise, you know, you know, we've tickled each other's ears, and that you know that just gets creepy after you know after a few seconds. It's nice at first, and then it's like stop it, stop it. Let's just stop tickling each other's ears. You know. Yeah. Um. So uh, this feels like the the longest answer to a really simple question I've ever given. I'd just have to publicly apologise for that, Barry. <laughs> um, you asked me. Stop tickling how my do ears. We, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop tickling your ears, damn it. Uh, how do we make the transition from kind of teaching to invitation really easy, you know, kind of really worthwhile and, and flow? And so the, I think the secret is instead of teaching people stuff and then trying to sell them stuff, what if the whole webinar from minute one to, you know, minute 60 was content, you know, the, the whole thing taught and the whole thing sold? What that means is we've got to be much more deliberate about what content we choose to teach and how we choose to teach it because it wants to, you know, every piece of content wants to, number one, further the sale. In other words, make people more likely to do the thing you want them to do at the end. Number two, to be perceived as valuable content. You know, in other words, we're going to teach great stuff, we're going to do a Y stack at the start and actually give people value. Number three, it's got to keep people engaged. You know, it's got to have good stories or maybe drawing on your iPad or a question or a poll or something that keeps keeps us engaged. Uh, And... Number four, that it gives us the chance to show proof that what you know that the argument you're making is actually true and your stuff works. Cool. That way, we teach great content that doesn't just um, tickle ears, but has people go, you know what, that was amazing, but I want more, and that's where our payout piece really what really rocks. Yeah. So, so you're you're kind of intersprinkling the the sales message throughout, rather than just waiting to the end and going, yeah, blah 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 blah, blah and buy my stuff. Correct. Yeah, yeah you, your every piece of content is is great from a learning point of view, and what it really does is it teaches us what to want. And I'm assuming addresses objections that you think they might have as well. Yeah, completely. In fact, uh, one of the things that we do is make a list of um, of people's objections, people's questions, and any alternatives that they could use instead of your stuff. Yeah. Uh, as well as what we want them to to believe about you your product, and themselves. So that's like six lists. What do we want them to believe about you? Yep. You know, you're an incredibly good-looking you know, gentleman and your podcast is awesome. Uh, what do we want them to believe very, about themselves? And I have very ticklish ears. Yeah, completely. We all, we all do if you get it just right. Um, what do we want them to believe about your product? Well, that you know, it's simple, that they can do it, that it gets them results. What do we want them to believe about themselves? Well, probably that even though they've tried a bazillion things before, that this thing is you know, is the sort of thing that they can get results with and it'll work for them and that it's worked for other people just like them, you know? Yeah. So on the, sorry, after you. No, no, I was disagreeing with you. Yeah, absolutely. So on the belief side of things, it's, you know, what do we want them to believe about themselves, about your product and about, about you? And then on the kind of objection handling, you know, what are the objections, what are the questions that they'll have and what alternatives do I need to neutralize? And if, you know, if you're masterful, you'll do all six things. And if you're not, you'll just do a great job of teaching good stuff and have people hopefully want your stuff anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, that's kind of one component of a really good payout campaign. And if people want to find out more, I'm sure they can. You know, there's webinar courses out there. If you just Google my name and the word webinar, you'll find a video where I kind of talk in depth about this stuff. And, uh, you know, that'd be helpful too. Shall we just talk about the follow up campaign? Yep. So bit? that's cool. So, yeah, that, that other 
psychology of selling could be a whole different thing. And I know you're really great at that. So we'll put some links into the show notes about where people can find that webinar so they can really fine tune their sales message throughout the webinar and uh, get their mind right about how they sell. So, uh, yeah, let's jump into that follow-up sequence. All right. So, uh, the, the beautiful thing about marketing automation, man, is you'll, it allows you to, to say the right thing to the right people at the right time in the right way. You've been, yeah, reading, that's what, you've been reading my marketing material, haven't you? Talked? I actually haven't, but is, if that's what you're saying, you're saying exactly the right stuff because that's what it's all about, right? Yep. Right message, right person, uh, the right, you time. Know, right time, right way, then it's perfect. And if that's what you're saying, then you should totally buy everything Barry has to sell because uh, he's, he's bang on the money. Um, so at the end of a webinar, if you just go, well, who are the right people? If we just kind of slice and dice our uh, – you know, all the people who have registered into four buckets, then you know it's going to be pretty easy to know what to say as soon as we identify who the who the four groups are. So we've got uh, we've got some people who didn't show up to the webinar at all. We call them no shows. Yep. We've got people who came on the webinar, uh, stayed all the way, all the way through, saw your offer, and thought that was amazing, and they've bought. So they're your buyers. That's kind of group number two. So we've got no shows, and we've got buyers. We've got people who came onto the webinar, stayed for a little bit, and then bailed early. I call them bailed early. So there's kind of that's our third group. We don't want to follow them up a certain way. And they've got some people who came onto the webinar, watched all the way through, and for whatever reason, now either the message wasn't right for them, or we missed something, or you know whatever. But they you know they stayed on. They watched the whole thing, but they just didn't buy. So that gives us like four different categories of people to to follow up. And so uh, what you and I might do right now, if you want to, Barry, is just kind of think through each of those four categories. What's the kind of the logical focus for each of them? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's say I'm on the webinar and I uh, I love it and I buy your stuff. Well, you know, we're just going to look after those people like amazing new clients and give them all the love in the world, yeah. right? Straight into some onboarding and some love. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, straight into some onboarding and some love, 100%. Uh, if I come out of the webinar, sorry, if I register for the webinar but I don't show up, what feels like a logical offer for them? Uh, well, we want to get them back. They can watch the replay. Here's some of the notes uh, from the show. Here's what you missed, and uh, here's what some people said about it. If you've got if you've got time to gather social proof, yeah, exactly right. So come onto a replay. You know, in other words, the video is going to be up in 24 hours time, uh, or we're going to do we're going to do an on call. You to run the webinar again. So our kind of our goal for the no shows is to get them to you know, get them to kind of participate in the webinar. Absolutely. And you're. Uh, Here's the note strategy or here's a quick highlight video strategy is a really nice one for that. Yeah, cool. Um, if they came on to the webinar and they bailed early, you know, they, something came up and they had to leave or they just didn't think it was that great, well, saying come and watch the webinar again may or may not be the best match. Giving them, like if I've come onto the webinar um, but I left early, then either giving me a chance to watch the video and scrub forward to the part that I most wanted could be handy. Yeah. Or you could just do a quick summary of the of the webinar and just make your offer. Yeah, very cool. Like a highlight reel slash offer is a really nice offer for those guys. Nice. And if I came onto the webinar and I saw the whole thing, all you know, right all the way through, um, but I didn't offer it, you know, sorry, I didn't take up the offer, then you know, assuming you know, it's either got to be that I'm I'm just totally not interested, or I'm interested but I've got some challenges, concerns, questions. Right. And so if you built a uh, if you kind of figure out what the top three objections might be and just made a quick little video where you teach, you know, effectively teach the objection away. You know, if the objection is, you know, I'm not techy enough to do this and so you create a little video about how it's actually not about being techy, it's about understanding the strategy and having someone techy to do it for you. Exactly. And that's video number one. 
you know, then you can kind of give people a three or four video series which has you know, a little bit of content that addresses an objection and then you just kind of restate the offer or maybe you even bonus stack a little bit. Then we've got four different campaigns for four different groups and we're actually, you know, we're actually giving people exactly what they need at their phase rather than kind of trying to blanket broadcast everybody with stuff that may or may not be right for them. Yeah, nice. And you and you know, if if you really believe in your product, you're doing those people a favor, right? So it's not like you're pestering them. Dude, you're totally not. Yeah. Like if if I go that that looked amazing, but uh, I've got some questions, and you come back and answer my questions, then you're being really helpful, and uh, that that sort of thing should be uh, encouraged. Absolutely. Yeah, love your work. So I think uh, you know, if you summarize a webinar campaign up into those four, we you sign up, show up, pay up, follow up. Obviously, we can obsess and get better and better and better at all of them. Um, you know, the, obviously, the, the payout one is is really, really fun. And uh, But frankly, just by doing a tiny tweak to each of these, this is kind of how I got excited about it. If, you know, the first time I kind of thought about it in these four different boxes. And now if I can, uh, if I can change a couple of things in my show-up campaign to get 10% more people show up on my webinar, holy mackerel, that's amazing. If I can tweak my webinar registration page and my promo emails and, and kind of get 20% more people to register, if I can change the way I make my offer and actually add some follow-up, then uh, you can take a webinar, like I've done the match, you can take a webinar from you know, making you, I don't know, like one sale at 1000 bucks to 39 sales just by making three or four small tweaks and it multiplies across. So it's totally worth obsessing about the four campaigns and making them work. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and split testing is always a great idea, but, you know, little little – Triggers, little levers move big boulders, as they say. So, yeah, um, yeah fantastic. And I know you've been at it for a long time and uh, you've learned all the hard lessons and I really appreciate you uh, coming and sharing them with it, with, with all the listeners. Um, just before we jump off, I know I don't want to take too much of your time here, but what are the common mistakes you see some people making when they start out on that webinar journey? Oh, dude, uh, there's some biggies. I, honestly, I think... Uh the, the biggest one, uh, it's not one I talk about a lot, but the biggest one is uh, just putting so much pressure on themselves to get it right first time. <laughs> and so I, you know, I just say, let's just, let's just agree right now that if you're going to do a webinar for the very first time, you're actually going to run three webinars. And uh, by the time you've done number three, you're going to have one that's been really, really successful and, and uh, you know, either three that are successful or two that are successful or, or at least one. And uh, I had a guy who was just phobic. Hey, Barry, like really nervous about this <laughs> yeah. thing. And uh, so I said, so here's the deal. Let's just, let's just set the bar really low so you can't possibly screw this up. Let's just we're going to do three webinars. Here's my goal for the first one, that you click start on the, you know, the webinar button and that the thing runs and the technology sort of works. And that's your first goal. I don't care what you say, how many people show up, even if it's like you and your cat. That's just a win, right? So goal number one is a webinar where the technology actually works. That is always a win, yep. That's a win, right? Yeah, and I'm sure you've had times where you run them and it doesn't. So, you know, that's a win. Uh, webinar number two for him was, was I want you to run a webinar where the technology works and you teach them really great stuff. Yeah, very cool. Webinar no- right. Webinar number three is I want you to run a webinar. Technology works, you teach great stuff, and at the end you make an offer that, that people respond to. And if you can do – just take the pressure off yourself. Like if you're completely phobic, just like turn the computer – you know, turn the thing on, run a webinar to your dog or your cat or your, you know, your wife or husband – and, and uh, just kind of go to a different room and talk to each other. At least that way you kind of reduced some of the fear. I know it's getting a little silly, but that's like, 
so many of the things we, you know, we let so many little things stop us just because we haven't made the game easy to win. Yeah, that got a great piece of advice, and unfortunately, I can't remember where it came, where it came from. But um, I'm kind of a perfectionist myself, I'm kind of a detailed person, and I'm like I'm normally good at stuff when I try it. Uh, mm. And if I, you know, in the past, if I wasn't, I kind of gave up pretty quickly. But um, the piece of advice was: if you want to get good at something, get comfortable with the idea of sucking at it for a little while first. Right? Yeah. So, um, don't totally. Worry. And so, like, if you set the if you set the uh... If you make the goal to fail, then when you screw up, you're actually successful. Yeah. That's kind of a weird bit, but it's totally true. For sure. Um, and, if, you know, and if you embrace being shitty at something for a little while, uh, it's a lot easier to get a lot better a lot quicker. Totally. So I, I'm in uh, – oh, sorry about that. That's right. My, uh, my phone just started to ring through my computer, which was amazing because I thought my phone was turned off. I don't know how that worked, but uh, magic. Apparently, they can just bring your computer now. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. That's... You can tell. I'm incredibly techie. You can tell, right? Yeah, my, um, my wife calls in like every device in the house starts ringing. It's maddening. <laughs> One of those just happened. Exactly right. Thank you, uh, FaceTime. Um, oh, I can't even remember where we were. Uh, uh, we were sucking at stuff. That's where we were. Oh, yeah. We're, exactly. So I just started the CrossFit and uh, I come dead last three times a week. Yeah. Like literally last. And I'm just having like I'm just going to embrace the fact that I'm going to suck for ages and uh, – Moving and lifting stuff and getting you know more mobile is totally worth the suckiness. And uh, like maybe the first couple of times, I had a little bit of ego that everyone else was like, "You're doing handstand push-ups," and I was like barely doing a push-up. But I'm just kind of used to that now. And uh, exactly, just embrace your suckiness, and you get um, if you don't have any ego about it, you're just fine. And it's never going to be as bad as you think. You know, you you build it up in your mind. It's never as bad as it's going to be. So just get out there and suck. That's my advice to everybody. Get out there and suck. Yeah, sponsor this this message of hope. This message of suckiness. Get out there and suck. Cool. All right, Taki. Well, that was gold from start to finish. I really do appreciate it. I know you're the the king of frameworks, and uh, and people can find out all about uh, how to run a really successful webinar from a settling and psychology point of view over at Coach Marketing Machine. Is that the best place for them to find you? Yeah, exactly right. CoachMarketingMachine.com. There's a a really handy tip for running, you know, automating marketing and, and uh, selling with webinars and scaling up a coaching business every week. And uh, if you want to check out a webinar and see one in action, then uh, there's probably a link there as well. And there's probably some information there too, some of uh, uh, Taki's weekend seminars, which I have been a part of, and I can tell you they're packed with value and well worth the effort if you want to get to them. You're running those still, uh, Sydney and Los Angeles? Yeah, Sydney and the States. So we kind of move them around a little bit in the States. Uh, Sydney... Uh, sorry, in the States we go kind of L.A., San Francisco, and New York. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, just kind of I think uh, for the rest of the year we're in Cali and uh, back to New York early in, early in the new year. Well worth, the, well worth the effort to get to one of those. Uh, Taki, as, uh, as always, dropping value bombs for two days straight. Your head will explode by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we have to shoot paper to clean it up and yeah, everyone, everyone looks okay. Absolutely. Looks Flip charts from wall to wall by the, by the time you're finished. That totally is. That uh, totally is. Love your work, Taki. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing that gold with the listeners. And everybody, I would encourage you to get over to coachmarketingmachine.com and check out all the rest of Taki's stuff. Cool, man. Thanks so much for the invite. Appreciate the chance to kind of talk about stuff that, uh, that's kind of fun for both of us. Geeky but awesome. Cool. Thanks, Taki. Pleasure, man. Wow, really fantastic episode there. I really want to thank Taki for coming on and dropping value bombs for the entire episode. 
I've got pages full of notes here, and if you're going to run webinars, you probably should too. But I'm going to get those transcribed. We're going to have them all up on the show notes, and that's going to be over at theactivemarketer.com forward slash Taki, T-A-K-I. Again, that's theactivemarketer.com forward slash Taki. So we'll see you next week for another episode. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level. See everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.